Live from beyond the Beltway, this is Bruce Dumont with our weekly analysis of national politics with occasional injections of rumor in your window, all offered up by our panel of political insiders, pundits, power brokers, public servants, and most importantly, plain-speaking Americans from coast to coast. Tonight, featuring commentary by Republican Anthony Anderson, a former juvenile justice professional. Author David Masiotra of the new book, I Am Somebody, Why Jesse Jackson Matters. In our second hour, Alderman Ray Lopez, 15th Ward Committeeman in the city of Chicago, and Republican attorney and pro-Trump, Josh Cantrell. That's our program for this evening. We've got lots to talk about. 1-800-723-8029. The phone line's always open as we do this program from uh, beautiful WCGO Radio in Evanston, Illinois, which is one of our Chicago flagships. And uh, we're going to begin by talking about uh, this past week in politics. And I want to begin with uh, uh, the, the debate the other evening and also the issue that really has sort of come out of nowhere, and that is the issues involving uh, Hunter Biden, allegations made in the story in the New York Post, uh, which hasn't received too much uh, coverage elsewhere other than in the Post and and, uh, Fox News and also the Wall Street Journal, but the rest of the media has pretty much ignored it. David Masiotra, you're a a journalist, you're an author. Uh, First of all, I want to begin with you. Um, Does the public have a right to know more about the specifics of the Hunter Biden allegations. Well, thank you for having me, Bruce. Uh, It seems as if, uh, even though the story hasn't gained too much traction in the media, as you mentioned, uh, certain outlets that are interested in it are covering it. Uh, Trump is certainly trying to parlay it into political fortune. Uh, But rather than the right to know, I would never deny that the public has the right to know anything but I would focus on the desire to know. Uh, The story is a loser. Uh, We're seeing that the American people simply don't care about it. You can argue that that's ridiculous or that's justifiable, but when we're in the middle of a pandemic, when we're in the middle of a bankruptcy epidemic, and we have a whole host of social inequalities and crises across our country, it's a little difficult to get people interested in the Tom Clancy plot of what happened with Hunter Biden and a laptop and a Ukrainian. But but David, to to be precise here, uh, if you have someone who puts his name on a story and steps forward in a press conference before a national uh, press, before a national audience, before a debate, and he basically is making a charge against the vice president, which is different than what the vice president has said, is that not a story? I mean, it, it is he said, uh, he said, but again, we've had he said, he said stories for for years, and the media always tends to follow both sides of, of what people say. In this case, they're not interested. Again, are you just, again, maybe the public isn't interested in it. I, I don't know. Uh, I said a couple of weeks ago in this program, I am always suspect of stories that come out with two weeks to go in a campaign, regardless of where they're coming from. So I'll stick by that. But the point is, uh, this story kind of sticks out like a sore thumb. Uh, would you, can you acknowledge any of that? Well, s- certainly. But there's also some reasons to treat the story with suspicion. We've subsequently learned that the original New York Post writer refused to attach his byline to the story, and that Fox News originally rejected the story. But 
what we're seeing right now is an election in which there are so many critical issues that affect hundreds of millions of people in this country that, like I said, I think rather than saying, do they have the right to know, it's do they have the desire? And most okay. people are thinking, what does Hunter Biden have to do with protecting my grandparent from COVID okay. or from getting me good. more suitable employment because that's a, that's a, that's the business a very, where that, I worked shut down that's a and good so point. on and so that's, forth. That's a good point. I want to ask Anthony Anderson, who uh, joins us in studio. He's uh, been a guest on this program for many, many years, a 30-plus year F uh, veteran of the uh, criminal justice field and the juvenile justice field. Uh, and you are African-American and you are a Republican. So what's your answer to the uh, uh, point uh, that David is that nobody really is interested in this story. Well, well I, honestly, Bruce, I think David is being a little uh, disingenuous. Uh, it's one thing for there not to be any any sort of uh, anyone wanting to know about the story, but the fact of the matter is the mainstream media and other outlets that are will be over this story if it were one of the president's sons or daughters. Now all of a sudden they have no use for this story. Again, it, it's just a part and parcel of the problem that the president has been going through for the past four years. What's good enough for Republicans is not good enough for the Democrats. And that's the problem that we see here. Even amongst everything that's going on, this story it comes to the forefront when you have a presidential candidate for the highest office in this country, and potentially his son had dealings, business dealings with a foreign entity, and now all of a sudden don't nobody want to worry about that. Anthony, does it, does it bother you that the FBI had this computer... For almost a year, over oh, a year. It, it absolutely does. Uh, um, because here's the problem that I have. When the Democrats were going through the halls of Congress and they were about to impeach the president, it looked as though one of the most solemn moments this country has ever been through in terms of impeaching this president. All along, they probably knew what was going on with Joe, uh, with Biden and his son. And that is an absolute travesty in what so far is happening to this president. Okay, let's. I want to I ask David just on that point. Uh, David, can you speak to that point? Because Anthony is right. I mean, during the impeachment lead, leading up to it and during the impeachment, uh, whatever's, whatever is on this computer, whether it's good or bad, uh, whether it's good for the president, bad for the president, there may be things on that computer that are relevant to the story then in addition to the story now. Is there truth to that? Well, what is the story that you're alleging? I mean, I would correct Anthony's point only so far as to say, first of all, the same detachment from this story was visible throughout the impeachment proceedings. The American public didn't care about the accusations against Donald Trump in that respect either. And uh, second, we don't hear much reporting on why did Ivanka Trump get 18 trademark patents in China? Okay, now you're you're off, you're off to a you're off to a different subject, and you want you can come back to it. But I want to speak to speak to the question I have: If an agency of the federal government, the FBI, has a laptop, and it involves some allegations that the Biden family may have been involved in trying to do something, that's all I'm going to say. Not even illegal. Do something. During this whole buildup to uh, the uh, uh, the impeachment, uh, shouldn't somewhere shouldn't someone in the FBI or the Justice Department, the Trump Justice Department, say, "Wait a second, we have a, we have a little story here that we should investigate," and either we come out and say it's verified, or we come out and say it's absolute bogus. Well, the FBI and the Department of Justice, as you're well aware, isn't supposed to go public with its investigations. 
especially when it's in potentially uh, political dynamite. That's why Comey received such yes, criticism absolutely. for his behavior but, but, four but, years but, ago. But, but as far as the laptop goes, and well, as far as Biden's relationship with Ukraine goes, this was investigated by Congress. This was investigated by other parties. And we're talking about it right now. So yep. it seems a little difficult to say no one's looking at it. The only reason we're having this conversation is because many different publications and parties have indeed inspected it. Okay, when we come back, uh, Anthony, uh, I know you want to jump in on this. We do. We have a break coming up. 1-800-723-8229 from coast to coast and border to border. We're not spending much more time on this subject, but when we come back, we'll take a couple of calls on it. Back shortly. For some, news is about their opinions. We believe the news should give you the facts without bias, so you can form your own. We believe in news, not talk. Facts, not opinions. News Nation is on every night at 7 p.m. on WGN America to give you the information you need. Everyone calls it the news, but we'll actually deliver on it. Seven nights a week in primetime. Find your local channel by going to WGNAmerica.com. News Nation. It's your news, your nation. Your tween made you see. We are the boy. It's painful concert number three. We are the boy band. We're five and nineteen. We are the boy band. Always singing on key. You love your kids enough to take them to see their favorite uh, band. Love them enough to make sure they're buckled up in the back seat. Show them you love them. Keep them safe. Visit nhtsa.gov/slash/the-right-seat. Brought to you by the National Highway Traffic Safety Administration and the Ad Council. Harrison's Reality Check. Want weekly reports predicting events before they happen? Stand by. Some real military tactics to get you asleep in a flash. Create a quiet, dark, comfortable sleeping environment without TV. Stop caffeine at least six hours before bedtime. And don't drink alcohol or exercise before bed. Don't go to bed hungry. And get out of bed if you can't sleep and nap wisely earlier in the day. Harrison's Reality Check. GoHarrison.com. Tired of getting trapped in these bad financial cycles or by news that seems impossibly out of your control? For the first time ever, we're giving you access to some of the most elite, top-secret intelligence reports so you can know what's coming down the pike, often two months in advance, from stock markets to education and family issues. It's literally not available anywhere else. And it's only available one way. Get this subscription-only insider's audio each week by going to VIPwebinars.org. 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 AncientLifeOil.com. That's AncientLifeOil.com. Are you stressed? I mean, who is it? Anxiety creeping in? No, not that. Is sleep hard to attain because your brain just won't slow down? We're living in crazy times, and the fear knob has been turned up. Okay, there's an answer. Take a big breath, exhale, and go log on to AncientLifeOil.com. CBD. Broad and full-spectrum, organic and non-GMO CBD for you to enjoy. Change your tune from fear to calm. From brain overload to clear thinking. 0.003 THC on full spectrum and 0% THC on broad spectrum. Competitive pricing with the best quality. Also know everything is going to get better. No worries. Be happy. CBD can help calm so your nerves don't think they're a six-string electric guitar. Enjoy life, smile, and log on to ancientlifeoil.com for great CBD. That's ancientlifeoil.com. You'll be glad you did. 
I'm Kevin. And I'm Sue McCarthy. Join us for the Travel Planners Radio Show. Your ticket to the world of travel. Saturdays, 4 to 6 p.m. on WCGO AM and FM. Bruce Dumont back. Thanks very much for joining us uh, in segment number two of the broadcast this evening. Uh, Anthony Anderson, you wanted to make a point about uh, uh, the role of the FBI. Yes, uh, to David's point, uh, he had said that the... Uh, the FBI and the DOJ wanted to remain tight-lipped about any ongoing investigations. Well, the problem is, before, after, and during uh, the impeachment of the, of the President of the United States, there were leaks coming from the FBI, the DOJ, the DNI, and also uh, from, uh, from media. Not to mention that we had these reports coming from uh, the impeachment process itself, where these these these. People were just leaking information as related to the president of the United States. So the, the whole thing about the tight lip with investigations, it doesn't hold water with me. Secondly, when it comes to, you know, not getting any traction, NPR even printed a story which stated they would not release certain information about the Biden tapes or the laptops because they didn't want to spread rumors. Well, what did they do for the last three years when it came to the Russian hoax? And then you have the mainstream medium uh, suppressing the story, M- MSNBC, CNN, uh, CBS, ABC, they were all suppressing the story about Biden, not to mention the social media uh, distractions with Facebook and Twitter. These guys are suppressing this Biden story for one reason, one reason only, because they know that this story goes all the way to the top to the big guy. And everybody knows okay. who the big guy is. OK, uh, David, I want to go back to you. I want to kind of switch gears, but use that as a jumping off point uh, for our, our next uh, d- discussion. And that is. Uh, you have just written a book about uh, Jesse Jackson, and uh, the, the essence is uh, uh, that he is somebody. He's, he's, you know, why he, why he matters. In in your view, uh, why does Jesse Jackson matter now? Because Jesse Jackson in the past has been one that would uh, uh, travel and traffic in rumors and conspiracies, and the Democrats now think that all. Uh, traveling in such conspiracies is all right of center. But you, maybe even you personally, but certainly the political left in America has believed in conspiracies for 50 years. Well, there's nothing, uh, there's nothing absurd per se about conspiracies. It's does the conspiracy have evidence to support it or not? Uh, But to answer your question about Jesse Jackson, I, I know that you have an ideologically diverse listenership. Mm-hmm. So to try to appeal to everyone listening to the program tonight, uh, I would say that it is impossible to comprehend the modern Democratic Party, the Black Lives Matter movement, any form of black capitalism and black economics without understanding and appreciating the impact and influence of uh, Jesse Jackson. And that's what my book, I Am Somebody, thank you for uh, referencing Mm -hmm. it, uh, attempts to explore. And I spent six years in ongoing dialogue with Jesse Jackson. I accompanied him on some of his travels and observed his work up close. And he is one of, if not the most effective and consequential civil rights leaders of our time. And in many ways, we are living in the world, the political world, the cultural world that Jackson and his allies built. Uh, And it's a story that's not often told. And when it is told, 
it's often not told correctly. Okay, I want to I want to just say that rectify that situation for for longtime listeners of the program. I'm going to repeat something that I've said numerous times over the history of this broadcast. Uh, Of all the guests who've ever been on this program or all the people we've ever talked about, the one that's going to be in the history books is Jesse Jackson, because he has done uh, many of the things that you have referenced, which are positive, and there's things in there that he's done that are negative, and uh, I'm sure there's they're referenced in the book as well. But my question is, and so I would agree with you that Jesse Jackson is a important person. I, I want to ask uh, Andrew, whether Anthony rather, whether Anthony, you would agree with the basic assessment of of what uh, David just had to say, just as a as a as a as a black man, almost fifty years old. Um, has Jesse Jackson made important inroads uh, and and had great success in some ways in your life? Well, Bruce, I'll tell you this. Uh, uh, Jesse Jackson and other civil rights leaders, uh, they have done a lot for uh, black America. They have, and, I, and I, I, I'm not going to discount what they have done right. in, in the past. However, you know, times have changed, Bruce, and, and, and just uh, times have changed. I have never once utilizes the services from the National Action Network, uh, Jesse Jackson, the uh, sh- the Urban League, uh, the NAACP, the Congressional Black Caucus, or any other black organization out there. I have never utilized any of their services. And so when it comes to those black organizations, yes, they may have helped some people, but I have never utilized their services. Now, don't get me wrong, the things that they have done in the past are just that, things that they have done in the past. Now, moving forward, you have young African-Americans younger than me who don't even know or recognize who Jesse Jackson is or was or what he has done. And so it's trying to convince me that Jesse Jackson is this stand up and stand alone guy. You're talking to the wrong person because the generation that he needs to talk to is a generation that's that's going around right now. And they uh, they're on their own. They do not not recognize any black leadership from the past. And that's what, and that's what Jesse Jackson represents. Leadership from the past for black Americans. David, now you're, uh, you want lots of people to buy this book. Would you agree with what Anthony just had to say that uh, there's a lot of young people out there that, that might be uh, ripe to buy your book, but maybe they don't want to buy the book because uh, it's yesterday's news to them. Well, Ignorance of history abounds in this country. So does ignorance of basic civics. So Anthony's point is largely correct that there is a young generation of black, whites, Latinos, Asians, everybody with very little historical knowledge and a very small frame of reference. That doesn't mean that it's correct. That's one reason why journalists and historians and others write books such as these Mm -hmm. to bring vital information and insight and contextual understanding to the public. But to say that Jackson's only accomplishments are in the past or his only legacy is in the past, I would say that at the age of 79, he's still working six, seven days a week, even with Parkinson's disease. Just a few days ago, he was leading a press conference because he convinced the Cook County Jail to bring in polling places So the inmates who are not yet convicted of a felony can vote. And he's also 
uh, leading a diaper and food supply drive outside the offices of Rainbow Push in but Chicago. D- but David, where children does, does can he receive all kinds of free David, educational he, services? All right, listen, David. So but let me add, David. David, I don't, you know, we're not, I don't know whether you're hearing me or you've got headsets because uh, you're talking through me, and I want to ask a couple of questions because I want to make it as conversational as possible. Does he acknowledge? Does he acknowledge that his time may have passed? That if the media is looking for a response, they're probably going to go to Al Sharpton, or Al Sharpton's going to get to the microphone and the cameras quicker than he used to do, because he was a master at it. Does he understand that people are talking about Black Lives Matter more than marches that he may be involved in? That maybe the situation in Kenosha, even though it was close to Chicago, it was basically usurped by uh, by Al Sharpton. Does he understand that in the in the in the in the media world of uh, who is the, the the top black media spokesman in the country that his days are there they are in the past? Well, I think he is certainly aware. Uh, it would be impossible not to be that he doesn't uh, attract the same attention that he once did. But I would tell you that after Floyd was killed, the mayor of Minneapolis requested a meeting with Jackson. Uh, The Blake family in Kenosha requested a meeting with Jackson and uh, Lori Lightfoot here in Chicago often seeks Jackson's counsel. So just because we don't see him on the nightly news as frequently as we did in the 90s or the 80s uh, doesn't mean that, as I said, he's not out there still making an impact. Mm -hmm. Let's go to some calls. Johnny listening to us in El Paso, Texas on KTSM. Go ahead, Johnny. I know you have moved on, but I called in the early part when you was on the other subject. That's okay. I touch on it very quick. Well, anyway, I'm one, you know, you, you, you mentioned about the Biden son, Hunter, and uh, that subject to me, I could care less about. I'm a, I'm a senior citizen. I'm worried about problems, you know, out here that everybody's been talking about. Right. Insurance, food, you know, and all this kind of stuff. I could care less about what Hunter Biden done. It's almost a reversal about, like, they used to say, like, father, like son. These guys are talking about, like, son, like father. So I could care less. And also, when the president was out on these two debates, I mean, the vice president on these two debates, he should have uh, mentioned, you know, because Trump kept bringing up Biden's son. There's a lot to go on with with Trump's kids that we, we could, you know, spend a whole week talking about, but Biden didn't do it. He didn't bite. So, so much, uh, so much of that subject. And the, but Johnny, let me, Johnny, let me, Johnny, let me ask you just one question. And again, uh, I, I agree with you. I, I don't think the sins of the father or the sins of the son should be held against the other. I, I, I believe in that. But a reality here is that when Joe Biden was the vice president of the United States, and he was responsible for. Uh, basically two countries in the world to kind of look out and watch over a U.S. foreign aid. One was the Ukraine, the other was China. In each of those cases, while he was the vice president of the United States, uh, his son was going along on trips to these countries and, 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 and received job offers uh, where he was compensated uh, for working with, with, with the companies in each of the countries that were questionable at best. In fact, one was was under uh, indictment. So just just the appearance of the son of a vice president getting special treatment. I'd say the same thing about a Republican. Does that not bother you that that at least it's an appearance 
that that uh, needs some looking into because uh, the appearance looks stinky. I need 10 seconds. Go ahead. It would, it would be, but we have things more pressing. The president himself, taxes, all this. One more thing real quick. I hear the music. He keeps mentioning about what he's done for the black people. What about Lyndon Baines Johnson? He keeps going back to... We got to go. go. We got to go. Opinions are everywhere when you watch the news. But what about your opinion? Why can't you just get the facts to decide for yourself? News Nation is on every night at 7 p.m. on WGN America. A nightly newscast in primetime that doesn't tell you what to think. Seven nights a week, News Nation will deliver you news, not talk. Facts, not opinions. Find your local channel by going to WGNAmerica.com. It's your news, your nation. Hope you enjoyed your meal. And I just want to say, he's lucky to have a brother like you. Lucky? Caring for my brother is far from easy. But he's a part of me, like my arms and legs, so I'll be his. No time for tired. Nothing can disable this love. He needs me. But I'm the lucky one, even though I need help now and then. If you're caring for a loved one, visit aarp.org caregiving for care guides and community. Support for your strength. Brought to you by AARP and the Ad Council. Ever get the feeling that a clean car just runs and drives better than a dirty car? That's because it's true. Evanston Car Wash has been serving the North Shore communities for over 60 years, helping hundreds of thousands of cars stay clean, preserve their value, and give you a nice, clean ride. Not only will Evanston Car Wash make your ride sparkle, but they use a soft cloth that doesn't risk damage to your vehicle's surface. A car is one of your major expenses, so don't trust it to just anyone with suds in a bucket. Treat it right by taking it to the Evanston car wash pick from a variety of car wash packages starting at just eight dollars and you can save even more money by joining their membership program evanston car wash is open every single day that's seven days a week at 8 a.m located right there on dempster street just east of mccormick for full details on custom wash and detail packages just google evanston's best car wash and evanston car wash will pop right up evanston car wash the north shore's number one car wash choice for over 60 years AncientLifeOil.com. That's AncientLifeOil.com. Are you stressed? I mean, who is it? Anxiety creeping in? No, not that. Is sleep hard to attain because your brain just won't slow down? We're living in crazy times, and the fear knob has been turned up. Okay, there's an answer. Take a big breath, exhale, and go log on to AncientLifeOil.com. CBD. Broad and full-spectrum, organic and non-GMO CBD for you to enjoy. Change your tune from fear to calm. From brain overload to clear thinking, 0.003 THC on full spectrum and 0% THC on broad spectrum. Competitive pricing with the best quality. Also know everything is going to get better. No worries. Be happy. CBD can help calm so your nerves don't think they're a six-string electric guitar. Enjoy life, smile, and log on to ancientlifeoil.com for great CBD. That's ancientlifeoil.com. You'll be glad you did. This is Eric G. from Around the House, where we talk home improvement every Saturday. And you're listening to WCGO, Chicago Smart Talk, AM 1590 and FM 95.9. Bruce Dumont back. Thanks very much for joining us this evening. 1-800-723-8289 is the phone number. At this point, we ask each of our guests to share a little bit about themselves. And we're going to begin with David Masiotra, who joins us uh, uh, on Zoom tonight. Go ahead, David. Hi, Bruce. Thanks for having me. Always a pleasure. Uh, as you were kind enough to mention earlier, uh, I'm the author of several books, the most recent of which is 
I am somebody why Jesse Jackson matters. I'm also a columnist with Salon. And uh, as I said, happy to be with you tonight. Very good. And also in studio with me, we have Anthony Anderson. Anthony? Yes, uh, thank you for uh, having me today, Bruce. Uh, I am a Marine Corps veteran, Desert Storm, Desert Shield. I've been, I was employed with the state of Illinois for 27 years plus, and I've been a Republican for the last 30 plus years. All right. And let's go to Rodney listening to us in Norman, Oklahoma. He's got a question or comment. Go ahead, Rodney. Um, Hello. Thank you, Bruce. Um, My comment would be, um, good, good. I am an independent. I'll vote either way. Um, But Trump's problem right now especially with the with his accusations against Biden, is it's just more of the same. We've heard this over and over and over. And as far as the Russia hoax is concerned, we know Russia attacked us. We know they're doing it again. Russia and Trump has not failed to suck up to Russia at every turn. He's incompetent. And a lot of these things, and I don't. Where think do you think, Rodney? Where do you show. think? Where do you think he sucked up to Russia? In your opinion? Okay, Helsinki. For one, um, I'll just and for two, getting um, leaving the Kurds in the lurch and turning the Middle East over to Russia, um, not standing up for our troops when Russia put a bounty on them. Every time that Russia is um, talked about, he goes crazy. I mean, so, um, and when your guest talks about the Russia hoax and all of the things that they throw through into the uh, the mix, I mean, people just don't believe it. Let's let Anthony respond to what you said, and uh, uh, we'll give David an opportunity to take a crack at it as well. Well, here's the thing here. Um, we did uh, witness a hoax. It cost us about $54 million. The president was uh, pretty much impeached for it, uh, honestly. And uh, the, 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 the thing that just happened about a week or so or two at the most with Hunter Biden, we just found out about this. The FBI, FBI knew about it for the last two weeks. So no one has been able to make come up with a conclusion as to whether the, the, the accusations are valid or not. But the fact of the matter is the FBI has seen some validity and they would like to interview the individual who came forward with this information. So it's not just, you know, he said, she said. Now the FBI is getting involved with this whole, uh, this whole case. And so we'll see where the uh, pieces lay. Bruce. Go ahead, David. Well, yeah, there's... Go ahead, David. There's one reason why, with all due respect to you, I mean the Trump administration and his people. There's one reason why we're talking about Hunter Biden. And that's because the Trump administration doesn't want to talk about COVID. It's the worst mismanagement in the history of our country. Well, well that's they not don't want to that's... talk about unemployment. They have no health care plan, none whatsoever. They have no climate change agenda. They have nothing to offer the American people. Well, let's talk about talk COVID, about David. Hunter Biden. Let's, let's, David. Let's, let's talking about their failures and their okay. Let's, okay, let's, David. Let's, let's talk. Let's, let's, uh, David. Let's, let's talk let, about COVID since Anthony. you brought it up. I'm sorry. Go ahead. Go okay. ahead, Anthony. Well, since we want to talk about COVID, there's been about 210,000 American deaths so far this year. Look them right in the camera. I'm sorry. 210,000 <laughs> American deaths this year. 
84% of those deaths have been in states ran by Democrat governors. 14% have been, uh, the rest of it has been in Republican states. So if you want to talk about who's dropped the ball in terms of COVID-19, it's been the Democrat governors of this country. No one, no one else. The president said early on to these governors, hey, listen, I am here for you. Whatever resources you need, I will be there for you. It's the, the governors of these states, California, uh, uh, Illinois, New York, New Jersey, Washington State, uh, these states have shut down and are still shut down. And the cases in this country have been more rampant in those states than anywhere else in, in this country. And don't forget, again, 84 percent of the deaths have been in blue states ran by Democrat governors. David Maciotra, do you think it's a good idea? I mean, we're, uh, Anthony is talking about, you know, blue state, uh, red state uh, governors. Do you think that it's a mistake when Joe Biden or, or any Democrat tries to lay blame for the death of 220 Americans at the front step of Donald Trump? Is that is that fair um, in your view? It's, it's absolutely fair because we have on tape Trump in January telling Woodward he was aware of the dangers. He was aware of the deadly quality of this virus and then going out in public saying it's nothing to fear, it'll go away like a miracle. Well, that's his. That, that's but, but that's 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 that 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 is that's his. Still delaying testing. We David, don't have a that is that is policy. his. And to Anthony's da, point, wait, David, David, you got to put a headset on, David. You got to put a headset on, David. You've got to put a headset on, David. You have got. Let's 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 cut him, cut him, cut him, cut him, cut him. All right. Get to him uh, privately, if you will. Let him know that he's got to wear a headset if he wants to participate in a conversation. If he wants a monologue, uh, we may go back to him for 10 seconds. But I'm trying to have a discussion here. And if one of my guests refuses to put a headset on, uh, that's not good. That's like uh, they, they have chosen to mute me and mute uh, the listeners to this audience. And we're not going to play like that. Uh one question that I, that I want to discuss, and, and we'll, we'll start this with you, Anthony. Um, there's been a lot of talk, and the president has spent a lot of time reaching out to the, to, to the African-American community. How successful do you think he is going to be? I'm telling you right now, there are going to be more Americans, more livid come next week after this election than ever before. Trump has made so many inroads with African-Americans as a Republican president to where it's not going to even be funny. Uh, Trump, uh, last election Who's going to be livid then? Who's going to uh, be livid? The, the progressives will. The liberals will okay, because okay. they can't see this coming. They did not see this coming. Blacks will, in, in, in a large majority, will not vote for Biden-Harris one. Vice, uh, blacks in a large majority will vote for Trump-Pence. Mark my words. The de most Democrats now, especially African-Americans, are going to be voting what they call down ballot. Everybody other than the president for office and the Democrats will take a, a, a slaughter when it comes to presidential election, because most blacks, especially the liberal progressive wing of blacks, they are not going to vote for, uh, for Biden or uh, I'm sorry, for um, Harris or Biden. OK, David Maciotra, are you there? Yes. Okay, now let me go back to you again because we want to have a con conversation here. What is your assessment of how successful, we won't know for a couple of weeks, uh, the appeal that the president is making 
uh, to the African-American community. Is there any inroad you suspect? It's, it's highly gendered. Uh, he, has, he is making some inroads with black men, but all the early research indicates not with black women. And uh, do you believe that his platinum program and some of the other things, including uh, the uh, uh, the criminal justice reforms that he has signed, is is that is that something that uh, you think is positive that, that that should play well with African Americans who may feel that the Democrats have just given them lip service over the last fifty years? I do think that there's a certain feeling that Democrats have taken black men for granted and that the Republican Party right now is giving them rhetorical recognition. Uh, I don't agree that there's much uh, policy follow through on that rhetorical recognition. But as you say, it remains to be seen how much success he'll have. To Dave's point, go ahead. Here, let me let me let me straighten some out here. When you uh, make a point about how he has done something, uh, Democrats or Republicans have done something against the black man or whatever, uh, it's the black family that has been has gone through uh, hell in this country. It, it is the black family because nowhere in this country have they suffered more under Democrat policies than in the state of Illinois, in the state of California, in the state of New York, than anywhere else in this country. Let's put it the blame where it goes. It has had been liberal, progressive policies that have this country, that have black people in a position that they're in now. It has been that way for the past 50 years, and they have been told by people like David and by other liberal, progressive people in this country that, hey, listen, only thing you have to do is vote Democrat and we'll have your back. Just vote Democrat and we'll have it back. It was always told souls to the polls. Get those souls to the polls. And now people are waking up to the, this whole theory that, okay. hey, listen, just vote Democrat and we'll have you back. Right, it's no longer happening, David. Those days are over with. Let's Trust go to me. David. David, back to you. Go ahead. Response. Well, what does Anthony want me to address in that? Well, I mean, he's making David, a prediction. A, no, no, David, as a white man, there is nothing you can do. If anybody is going to do anything for the black community, it will be the black community, period. Now, the things that you stated earlier in terms of Jesse Jackson going to the uh, 26th in California, talking with Lightfoot, you act as if those things were heavy lifting. He was going to a democratically controlled uh, jail. He was going to a Democrat-controlled uh, uh, mayor. All these dem all Democrat-controlled every aspect of city government, of state government, and the state of Illinois. So there's never any heavy lifting involved when a Democrat goes to another Democrat and say, listen, could you do us a favor and cut us a break, please, on these policies that have been hindering our community over the past 50 years. Period. Well, it's good to hear that you don't think voting rights and criminal justice reform matter. Hey, Thanks for the clarification. After the break, we'll get back to that. When we come back, we we'll come back. respond. I'm Bruce Dumont, back shortly. You should form your own opinions when you're presented facts without bias. That's what we call news. Every night at 7 p.m. on WGN America, news has a new primetime home. News Nation, without all the talk and without an opinion, so you can make yours. It's not how it used to be, it's how it should be. News Nation, seven nights a week on WGN America. Find your local channel by going to WGNAmerica.com because it's your news, your nation. 
Steven. Who said that? Me, down here. Ugh, what are you, a yellow booger? I'm a banana slug, Steven. What are you doing in my room? I'm your sense of adventure. It's been a long time since we've had an adventure in the forest. Mom took me to the forest last year. I'm a slug, Steven. It took me a long time to get here. You're right. I should get out. Yeah, the forest is not that far away. Hey, Mom! Come to the forest where the more adventurous you lives. Check out discovertheforest.org for cool places nearby. Brought to you by the U.S. Forest Service and the Ad Council. If you're a business owner, you don't need us to tell you that running a business is tough, but you might be making it harder on yourself than necessary. Don't let QuickBooks and spreadsheets slow you down anymore. It's time to upgrade to NetSuite. Stop paying for multiple systems that don't give you the information you need when you need it. Ditch the spreadsheets and all the old software you've outgrown. Now is the time to upgrade to NetSuite by Oracle the world's number one cloud business system. NetSuite gives you visibility and control over your financials, HR, inventory, e-commerce, and more. Everything you need, all in one place, instantaneously. Whether you're doing a million or hundreds of millions in revenue, save time and money with NetSuite. Join the over 22,000 companies using NetSuite right now. Let NetSuite show you how they'll benefit your business with a free product tour at netsuite.com trend. Schedule your free product tour right now at netsuite.com slash trend. netsuite.com slash trend. It's JT and Leanne. Join us right here on Chicago Smart Talk for Heart and Home, presented by Exit Realty. Each week, we'll have a lot of fun with exciting features and talk with some of the top real estate industry leaders right here in Chicagoland. The show brings you up to date with trending news items, local market conditions, hot listings around the listening area, and also opportunity if you're looking for a great career in real estate with Exit. Heart and Home, Sundays at 4, right here on WCGO. Every year in Illinois, over 30,000 drivers are arrested for DUI. Due to improper testing procedures, many people end up being wrongfully charged. The book DUI is Decoded cuts right to the chase and tells you how proper DUI's arrests are supposed to be made. From the initial traffic stop to the reasoning behind the field sobriety test, all the myths and facts about taking a breathalyzer, and more. DUI is Decoded is written by nationally recognized DUI expert witness William Polarinos. Available now at Amazon and BarnesandNoble.com. Mike Jackson Outdoors, Sundays, 8 to 9 a.m. on WCGO Radio, 1590 a.m. and 95.9 FM. Bruce Dumont back. Thanks so much for joining us. We have an email that's come in here said that I have not been uh, telling Anthony to calm down. Well, uh, (laughs) I I have been doing that. It's it's not been the the easiest challenge tonight. And also, we should mention that, uh, you know, when I I told uh, David to to put his headsets on, I mean, uh, my frustration is that I'm in the same room with Anthony. We're about five feet apart, and, uh, you know, he's got his headsets on so he can hear me, he can see me speak. Uh, David is uh, out there in Zoom land, so uh, uh, he didn't have his headsets on, so uh, it sounded like he was going through a filibuster, and I don't like to have filibusters, so it was not meant to uh, be disrespectful of David. But again, we're trying to have a conversation here, not a monologue. Before the break, uh, David, you made a comment. I'll let let you set it up again. You were challenging Anthony uh, on voting rights and a couple of other things, right? Yes. Well, it seemed Anthony was implying that public policy makes no difference in the lives of people. If that's the case, uh, he's welcome to that opinion. But I would suggest that he politically disengage because the entire point of the political process is to make public policy. Well, and when Jack. 
Okay, go and ahead. Jackson yes. won that victory with the Cook County Jail. That's extending voting rights to people who haven't been convicted of a crime. When he's meeting with Lori Lightfoot and the mayor of Minneapolis, he's talking criminal justice reform, something that affects millions of people. So it's kind of a bizarre, apolitical position for a guest on a political program to express. Okay, go ahead, Anthony. Well, public policy is one thing. And what I was trying, the message that I was trying to convey to you, David, is this. The problem is, it, I said it wasn't a lot of. He's talking. I don't think. Go ahead. Here. No, you're. you're it, fine. It, it was a lot of heavy lifting. David insinuated that there was a lot of heavy lifting involved in regards to what Jackson had to do uh, with Lori Lightfoot and some other officials within the Cook County Jail system. And what I was implying was this: How heavy of a lift is it when all you got to do is talk to your own fellow Democrats? And that's all I'm saying. Policy aside, how heavy was the lifting? When it comes to people uh, in jail that are being ran by a bunch of Democrats. Again, the state of Illinois, the city of Chicago and city government in Chicago and state state government are ran by Democrats. I don't know if David okay. knows this or not. So it's not a heavy lift. That's all, right, all I was implying. Another question, Dave. David, uh, over the years, um, Donald Trump has repeatedly said that he and Jesse Jackson have been friends. Uh Based on your interviews with him, what what is Jesse Jackson's opinion of David Trump, the the person, of Donald Trump, the person? Uh, well, they were friends, and Trump had given Jackson's New York Wall Street efforts some support back in the late 80s and early 90s. Uh, they haven't had any personal contact in a long time, and uh, Jackson is an ardent opponent of the policies uh, that Trump has advocated and championed as president. And he also finds his rhetoric uh, on issues of white supremacy and uh, race relations more broadly rather disturbing. Does he, does he believe that he will have the Joe Biden's ear if Joe Biden wins? Or will, it, will he have to wait in line to talk to other black leaders because uh, Jesse uh, may not be as relevant to him as he was years ago. Well, Jesse Jackson and Joe Biden have never had that great of a relationship. Yeah, they ran uh, against Jackson each other. Yeah. Bernie Sanders in the yeah. primary. Right. And if we were looking at a, bur a potential Bernie Sanders presidency, I would answer in the affirmative. Jackson will certainly have an influence. But uh, given the dicey relationship between Jackson and Biden, it's probably not likely to be much. So he's probably not going to be out there shaking the trees for Biden votes. No, he's endorsed him, but uh, yeah. you, you don't see him too aggressively. He's getting more involved with the Harrison campaign, mm -hmm. his home state of South Carolina. Mm -hmm. uh, that's where he's focusing his efforts right now. Mm -hmm. What do you think, uh, if we were to walk through... Uh, the south and west sides of Chicago, which are predominantly African-American, Anthony, yes. for those listening around the country. Mm -hmm. uh, what would the issue or issues be that we would hear people talking about on the sidewalks in the backyards? I would say, for the most part, education and jobs. Education and jobs. Black community on the south and west sides have for, for ages. I, I grew up on the west side of Chicago, for those out there who, who are listening. I grew up in the Henry Horner Project. So, so I understand poverty. I understand, uh, you know, being in communities where you have to drive four and five miles just to get to the grocery store. I understand that. I get that. And that's been my problem all along is this. The people that have been in power, predominantly Democrats, in this city and in this state have 
just just waved the the black community to the side. They just waved the black community to the side, and and now here it is, fifty years later, they're trying to get the uh, the vote of the black community, and I just think that's so disingenuous when, for, for most people to come by and say, okay, now we're going to start helping you guys. When when Donald Trump says that he is the the best president, uh, maybe with the exception of Lincoln for for black America. Where would you put Lyndon Johnson in that list? Well, absolutely, Lyndon Johnson. He he did a lot for Black Americans. I'm not you. You can't deny the fact that a lot of a, a lot of positive, uh, you know, legislation came out of the LBJ administration. Okay. I, that's so undeniable. Trump is, so Trump is wrong when he says that. He's partially wrong, but to the to that to that modern era, Bruce yeah. is wrong. Concerned in the modern era, Bush 41 and Bush 43 can't hold a candle in terms of a Republican doing outreach to the black community. Those two is what I'm comparing Donald Trump to because those are modern era uh, Republicans. And that's the comparison. That's a more fair assessment of the direction of the Republican Party on a national level and on a local level because no other president outside of this president, Donald Trump, has reached out to the black community in regards to whether or not. And don't forget, the black community voted 93% plus for his opponent. So let's not leave that out. And this is politics, by the way. Okay. All right, on that note, uh, we are going to thank David Masiota for joining us in our number one. David, thank you very much. Uh, You have written a new book called I Am Somebody, Why Jesse Jackson Matters. And again, we thank you very much for joining us in our first hour, as well as Anthony Anderson. And Anthony will continue in studio for hour number two, and will be joined by Ray Lopez and Josh Cantro. Don't go away. For some, news is about their opinions. We believe the news should give you the facts without bias, so you can form your own. We believe in news, not talk. Facts, not opinions. News Nation is on every night at 7 p.m. on WGN America to give you the information you need. Everyone calls it the news, but we'll actually deliver on it. Seven nights a week in primetime. Find your local channel by going to WGNAmerica.com. News Nation. It's your news, your nation. Jill, why didn't you tell the class what you did this weekend? Well, my dad and I went in search of some magical minnows and found a zillion of them in the stream from our lookout rock. Then my sister and I escaped from an evil slug king and went back to my super twig fort for safety. Then we told stories till it got dark and the Big Dipper led us all the way home. Where were you, Jill? We went to the forest. It's not that far away. Ask your parents to take you and your friends to the forest this week. It's closer than you think. Check out discovertheforest.org. Brought to you by the U.S. Forest Service and the Ad Council. Matt always knew he wanted to be a doctor. That's why he makes the most of every day. To study before breakfast. To work hard. To do whatever was necessary to achieve his goal. He found an answer in the military. If you have a passion, a vision for your future in any field, todaysmilitary.com can be your path to a fulfilling career. You have a calling. We have an answer. Find your way at todaysmilitary.com. My name is Bobby. I'm a veteran and lost my leg to a roadside bomb. My victory was going from a wheelchair to becoming a weightlifting champion. 
I'm Sam. I'm a veteran. My victory was finding a career I can be proud of and supporting my family. America's veterans are on their most important tour, the tour of their lives. I'm a veteran. My victory was going from homeless to home. At DAV, we're on a mission to help veterans get the benefits they've earned. I'm a veteran, and my victory was finishing my education. DAV offers veterans of all generations a lifetime of support for victories great and small. My victory was proving that disability is not a limitation. My victory was getting my service dog and new best friend. We help more than a million veterans every year as they face and conquer their challenges. My victory is being able to be there for my family. When America's veterans win, we all win. Help us support more victories for veterans. Go to DAV.org. Standing up for what's right. Helping out when things go wrong. Seeking the truth and speaking our minds. Not just making records, but breaking them. Leading the way behind the camera, beyond the runway, and on the silver screen. Not just making our mark, but making a difference. Now that's a job for a Girl Scout. Girl Scouts, preparing girls for a lifetime. It's me, your heart. High blood pressure is serious. And if you think I'm just going to keep ticking away, you're wrong. I can quit whenever I want, but I like my job. Just treat me better. Maybe we can do some exercise on occasion. After all, we're in this together. Don't let your heart quit on you. High blood pressure can lead to a stroke, heart attack, or death. Get yours to a healthy range before it's too late. Find out how at heart.org slash blood pressure. A message from the American Heart Association, the American Stroke Association, and the Ad Council. I didn't want to talk. She just sat with me. That was all I really needed. We got back. One day he called me out of the blue. And it's comforting to know that I always can count on him to have my back. She called me from time to time. I really didn't think I needed any help. It took me from being really depressed to feeling like somebody cared to give me some hope. Just that one text. Be there. Your call. Your presence. Your words. Your support. Be there and help save a life. Learn more about preventing suicide at VeteransCrisisLine.net. You're listening to Smart Talk. WCGO. 1590. Ask Julie Ryan. Thursday nights at 7 Central on Chicago's Smart Talk. Lot continues on Beyond the Beltway. Thank you very much for joining us this evening. And also, uh, we're very pleased to welcome a brand new affiliate that's uh, tuned in uh, this evening. KFOWAM, that's in Wakaska, Minnesota. And that's called News Talk 1170. It's part of the Linder Network. It's owned by uh, Lynn Kettleson, and it covers uh, all of Minnesota. And hopefully uh, this will be uh, the first of many new affiliates from the great state of Minnesota. And again, uh, uh, we should mention for those uh, listening on uh, KFOW for the first time, uh, as you know, uh, you are one of the targeted states. The president thinks that uh, he's going to put Minnesota in his uh, bag of tricks on election night. I'd be very interested in getting your assessment of what you think is going to happen in uh, Minnesota. So you can send me a Twitter tweet at Dumo, at D-U-M-O, 
D-U-M-O, and tell me that uh, you're from Minnesota listening for the first time, and give me your assessment as to who you think will win uh, the great state of Minnesota. Joining us in this hour, joining uh, Anthony Anderson, who joins me in studio, uh, we welcome uh, two old friends of this program, Josh Cantro, who is a pro-Trump attorney, and Raymond Lopez, who's the alderman of the 15th Ward. He is also the Democratic committeeman of that ward. And uh, Ray, I want to begin with you. Uh, you're a Hispanic leader uh, in the city of Chicago, which is about one of the bluest cities in the country. Um, because you're a ward committeeman in a city that is so blue, does the Biden campaign, uh, do they reach out to you at all? Or they just assume that because you're a Democrat and you're Hispanic, uh, your ward, the 15th ward is going to just, uh, all the votes are going to flow towards Joe Biden. Good evening, Bruce. I think, yes, that the assumption by many uh, Democratic candidates, particularly the Biden campaign, is that mm -hmm. the water is going to flow their direction. Uh, so very little effort and resources is used in states or cities like ours and focusing on, as you said, states like Minnesota, Florida and some of those other mm -hmm. states that they view to be more swing states at the moment. What about Republicans? Have you seen any inroads or attempts to... Uh to sway some Hispanic voters, or do they think that's uh, maybe uh, a wasted dollars? No, oddly enough, I actually have seen a number of Republican candidates trying to work, thinking that they're going to build on what they believe will be a red wave from President Trump in this election. Um, and that's a very interesting uh, dynamic to see play out. How much of that will actually benefit them has yet to be seen, uh, because you have to do more than just ride coattails to win elections in the city of Chicago. And also, uh, over the last couple of weeks, one of the stories that people have been watching is uh, the, the Hispanic male vote uh, appears to be going towards Donald Trump in a larger way than four years ago. Not that he's going to win that vote. But again, it's brought up the issue of, of uh, where Hispanic voters go. And, and again, the 15th Ward has Mexicans, it has Puerto Ricans, it has Central Americans, it has African Americans. Uh, as you look at how that race uh, is, you know, is swirling around in your ward, do you see some defection towards Donald Trump by, uh, by, by some, some of your residents? You know, Bruce, yes, I do see um, some of my Latino residents and even my African-American residents uh, claiming that they're going to vote for the president's reelection. Um, and I find that interesting on a number of levels. But, you know, when you see particularly among Latino voters, particularly Im uh, descendants of immigrants or, or immigrants turned citizens, you know, when you see some of the work that's been done by President Trump over the past four years, separating families, caging children and things of that nature, uh, to see children of immigrants or immigrants themselves who have now become citizens saying they're going to vote for a man who does those kind of policies, you know, it, it really speaks volumes to that kind of message that we are not monolithic voters, that mm -hmm. we are, that there are certain things that people gravitate to uh, and the things that they're willing to overlook as they choose who they want to be their next president. And I think that is something that all campaigns should remember, that you can't just assume, you know, the black vote is one giant block and will always stick together, or Latinos are just one giant block and always will stick together. It has to be more nuanced, and it has, the messaging has to be there. Otherwise, the fractions, the fractures will continue. Josh Cantrell also joins us. Josh, a frequent guest in this program. Nice to have you back with us, Josh. And uh, uh, as, a, as a Facebook friend, and you have many, uh, you have been telling a story this past week of uh, how you have, uh, to some degree, socially suffered 
because of your strong support for Donald Trump. And I'm wondering if you might uh, share some of those uh, concerns that you have because uh, it's affected your personal life. Yes, it has, Bruce. Uh, Thanks for having me on again. And uh, Alderman Lopez, great to be on with you as well. Um, I have been on this show uh, throughout Donald Trump's presidency. I've shared some of these stories where people who I know, uh, friends, distant relatives, etc., have a real problem with uh, my supporting Donald Trump. But as the election has gotten closer um, and uh, the rhetoric has heated up and people are paying attention, um, something happened this past week where I got a call from a friend who has headed up a uh, social group that I'm part of. Uh, we get together about every two months and basically said that um, I need to just stop it with the pro-Trump stuff not only on my Facebook blog, but in my writings with American Thinker and the Chicago Tribune, and particularly on this show. And that if I didn't, and if I didn't get off, um, that uh, then uh, I was not uh, welcome to be part of this group. And so that was the first time that I've actually been canceled, so to speak. It's happened to a lot of people. Anthony Anderson Anderson joins us uh, in studio, and he is African-American and a Republican and a a very uh, supportive Republican for a long time. For people that may uh, recall his his frequent guests on this program over the last, uh, let's say, 10 years. Uh, Anthony, uh, to what extent uh, being black and being a Republican uh, how does that affect you on a daily basis, if at all? Uh, it, it has just a, a little effect on me at, at, for the most part because uh, I've been talking to my Democrat friends for the longest, and I've been trying to tell them for the longest, hey, listen, I'm not telling you to vote Republican. I'm not here to beat that drum. But what I am telling you is this. If you're going to vote for a specific candidate, if you're going to vote for a specific policy, or if you're going to vote for a specific party— all I'm saying is, as a constituent, you should expect your elected official to do the things that they say they're going to do. And if they don't, then vote them out of office. And so, and that's the standpoint I come with. It's all about policy. And it's all about, you know, getting your vote. And it's all about, hey, listen, getting, getting something for your vote. Not only just voting that person in, but getting something for your vote. And that's for any constituent, whether you're in Kankakee, whether you're in, uh, in Rock Island, whether you're in, in southern Illinois. I don't care where you're at in this country. Every constituent should expect their elected official to do something for their communities. And by that, I mean, hey, listen, get the community in order. Bring resources to the community. And I've always said this, Bruce. I can understand why, uh, you know, Wilmette, Winnetka, uh, Glencoe, Kenilworth. I can understand why those suburbs guys, of Chicago, suburbs of Chicago, for, yeah. those are some of the most affluent suburbs in the state of Illinois. And I can understand how Naperville, you know, Downers Grove, uh, Lyle, and a mm-hmm. few other those suburbs have Biden Harris signs out in front of the doors. But I'm still trying to figure out why is it that if you're living on the south side and the west side of Chicago, why do you have a Biden Harris campaign sticker in front of your door when those are the same people that they're supporting over here in these other communities? Because they're getting something for their money. They get they have a there's a bang for their buck, but you're not. Okay. When we come back, I want to hear from Ray Lopez on a couple of things. Uh, and most importantly, uh, uh, what impact of all will uh, Joe Biden have on life in Chicago? Back shortly. 
For some, news is about their opinions. We believe the news should give you the facts without bias, so you can form your own. We believe in news, not talk. Facts, not opinions. News Nation is on every night at 7 p.m. on WGN America to give you the information you need. Everyone calls it the news, but we'll actually deliver on it. Seven nights a week in primetime. Find your local channel by going to WGNAmerica.com. News Nation. It's your news, your nation. The tween made you see. We are the boy. It's painful concert number three. We are the boy band. We're five and nineteen. We are the boy band. Always singing on key. You love your kids enough to take them to see their favorite uh, band. Love them enough to make sure they're buckled up in the back seat. Show them you love them. Keep them safe. Visit nhtsa.gov/slash/the-right-seat. Brought to you by the National Highway Traffic Safety Administration and the Ad Council. Harrison's Reality Check. Want weekly reports predicting events before they happen? Stand by. A majority of young adults in the U.S. now live with their parents for the first time since the Great Depression. In July, 52% of young adults lived with one or both of their parents, according to the Pew Research Center. That means over 20% of the U.S. population now lives with multiple generations under one roof. The coronavirus is more than masks and gloves. Harrison's Reality Check. GoHarrison.com. Tired of getting trapped in these bad financial cycles or by news that seems impossibly out of your control? For the first time ever, we're giving you access to some of the most elite, top-secret intelligence reports so you can know what's coming down the pike, often two months in advance, from stock markets to education and family issues. It's literally not available anywhere else. And it's only available one way. Get this subscription-only insider's audio each week by going to VIPwebinars.org. 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 Liberty. Liberty Mutual Insurance Company customizes your home insurance so you only pay for what you need. As a minimalist, paying less for insurance is more. Nice place. Is your house a bubble? It's a dome. I find corners unnecessary. At Liberty Mutual, that's how we feel about overpaying for insurance. But I do miss having shelves. Hmm. What would you put on them? Nothing, obviously. Only pay for what you need at LibertyMutual.com. Liberty, 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 Liberty. There's an underdog story happening today in America. Small businesses are fighting to make a comeback, but in the moment they have the least, they're giving the most. They're rallying communities and neighborhoods, yet asking for little in return. Well, it's time we gave back. Small Unites is making it simple for everyone to take action and support the small businesses that unite us all. Find out how you can donate, shop, and share today at smallunites.org. Tune in Sunday night, 8 p.m. It's Steve Levin, the Dice Man. Roll the dice where you don't know what the heck we're going to be talking about, but you be sure to listen, learn, and laugh. Bruce Dumont back in Chicago. Thanks very much for joining us. Uh, Ray Lopez, uh, one thing that the vice presidential candidate uh, uh, Kamala Harris has said, or Kamala Harris, uh, she has said that she would like to abolish ICE. Uh, ICE is a very controversial agency within your community. Uh, would you like to see ICE ex- uh, uh, eliminated, and uh, how likely do you think that will be? I personally don't want to see the complete and total abolition of ICE. We have immigration laws in this country. What I do think we need to focus on is making that path to citizenship a lot easier so that you don't have to wait five, six, eight years to get your paperwork processed. 
Um, and I think that oftentimes that phrase, you know, abolish ICE is a very catchy hashtag that politicians like to throw out there mm -hmm. just to gain support and to gain attention. And usually it's to take away from the fact that they have done nothing to address the horrible immigration laws of the, of the United States. Mm -hmm. Would you expect that that would be high on uh, Joe Biden's agenda, trying to, to deal not only with the dreamers, but to come up with a, uh, uh, you know, with, with legislation uh, that would give them a path to citizenship? Well, as you know, in, and maybe your viewers may also be aware, we've had uh, some great advocates from the city of Chicago's congressional delegation mm -hmm. advocating for decades that we need to come up with better solutions to address immigration, in particular uh, illegal immigration in, in this country. Unfortunately, you know, the Latino community in particular, uh, to Arthur's point, or, excuse me, Anthony's point earlier, is that they need to get some bang for their buck. They need to get something for their vote. And they're quite frankly, they're tired of talk. They want to see action. So I don't know how much that's going to really resonate after decades of Democrats saying, especially when they were in power, that they were going to tackle this issue and doing nothing about it. Mm -hmm. uh, Josh, a question to you, uh, because uh, each of our guests has sort of talked about uh, a constituency that they represent or they have some great knowledge of. Uh, when you have been a guest on this program, you frequently identified yourself as a, as a Jewish American uh, very pro-Trump, very pro-Israel. So for, for those uh, Jews who are listening to the program this evening, some of whom, maybe a large number of them, still support the Democratic Party, what is it about this president and the things he has done in the past three and a half years that, that make you believe that he is the best friend that Israel ever had? Well, I, I do agree he's been the best friend Israel's ever had, but he's also been, frankly, one of the best presidents that we've had, at least in my lifetime. Um, what he's done for this country uh, economically and for various uh, marginalized groups, uh, unemployment and uh, wages and the like. But from a pro-Israel standpoint, the case is just the easiest to make ever. I mean, he has... Uh, moved the embassy from Tel Aviv to Jerusalem, recognized Jerusalem as Israel's capital, got out of the catastrophic Iran deal, and has put a lot of pressure on Iran, and has forged uh, peace agreements between Israel and three Arab states, which is um, one more than Israel had uh, in its previous 71 years of existence. So that's Bahrain, uh, United Arab Emirates, and uh, as of two days ago, Sudan. I mean, it is just been you, incredible. Would you, would you acknowledge, because some people say is, you know, the president has not had an opportunity to talk about his foreign policy. It was not an issue in the recent debate or debates. Uh, and I guess some people would say that, you know, foreign policy at this moment in time with COVID and everything else and riots in our streets, uh, foreign policy isn't, isn't going to, it isn't a sexy issue like it has been in the past. And that's why nobody's talking about it. And the president doesn't get a chance to go out there and take some bows for what he's done, uh, which maybe even semi-critics would give him some acknowledge for, acknowledgement for. Yeah. I think it's a shame that foreign policy isn't more, uh, isn't discussed more. Look, you can go back to the Bush-Gore debates. It was hardly discussed. And then the Bush presidency was all about foreign policy. And you can agree or disagree on the moves that were made there. But we elected 
ended up electing a president for foreign policy. Mm. It was hardly discussed. What? I wish Americans would pay more attention to foreign policy, but it's easy to see in this unique environment of COVID and the economic devastation that followed it, why it's not on people's minds more. What I can a, tell you in the yeah. Jewish community, yes, there are a lot of pro-Jewish uh, Trump supporters, a lot more than people think. There's social pressure and there's concerns about coming out as a Trump supporter from a social and a professional standpoint. But I strongly believe that President Trump will get the greatest percentage of the Jewish vote since Ronald Reagan. And that's going to make a difference in states like Florida and Arizona and Ohio and in Michigan. Okay. Uh, you and, know, and you say you say the same thing about African-Americans. Absolutely. Absolutely. And uh, to, to a point about uh, Trump and, and, and this, this whole thing about war, uh, I think it, it should be noted that uh, this president should be given some credit for not getting Americans to all these endless wars. You know, that coming from a, a Gulf War veteran. You turn around every other day or every other year that, you know, we didn't have Donald Trump. This country was facing a foreign enemy at every stop. It seemed as though we could be, you know, tricked into a war almost randomly. And so so Trump has said, you know, enough of the endless warmongering. This country is not about that anymore. And so I think he should be given more credit for that in addition to uh, all the, uh, the achievements that he's made with Israel and all the other foreign governments. How do you feel about that, Ray, uh, on the issue of uh, of wars uh, and, and how the Democrats and Republicans uh, for the last uh, 20 years have been knee-deep in wars and the president appears to want to be out of them? Well, I think I can safely agree with everybody that nobody likes seeing our men and women going <clears throat> out of the country to go fight in foreign lands and dying on foreign soil. So if we can get a reprieve from that, I think as Americans, we should all be very thankful for that. Mm -hmm. And I, to, to both of our fellow panelists' point, you know, I'm actually very sad that we don't talk more about foreign policy, that our residents are not engaged throughout the United States about the impact that foreign policy has on everything that we do domestically as well. You know, all of those international relationships have an impact back home uh, when the president is here. And the fact that we don't talk about that, we don't educate our citizenry about that, and we don't have a, a truly global understanding of what our role is or what we want our role to be uh, is a civics lesson that is missed on, on a national scale. Insofar as just the awareness of the voters, um, one of the issues that the country is facing, obviously, is COVID. Uh, Illinois is and Chicago uh, have, has spent uh, spiked recently. And uh, a lot of that uh, increase has been in the Hispanic communities, Ray. To what extent is the COVID spike in Chicago? To what extent does that go back to your ward and uh, what's being done uh, insofar as awareness is concerned to fight it? How are the hospitals? I mean, how is it impacting uh, the people that you personally represent? You know, since this shutdown started in Chicago, March uh, 18th, you know, I personally know of almost 50 people who have died from COVID. Um, the communities that I represent are very much like uh, Latino communities and African-American communities throughout the United States, where we represent those essential workers who are still working, who don't have the luxury of being able to work from home or stay from home or shelter in place like we've seen for some other demographics. And as we see this rise continue, now, where in certain zip codes of mine, we're seeing a 73% increase in uh, COVID positivity rates. 
you know, the fact that we're not truly responding and that we didn't learn and take this opportunity to teach our uh, constituents how to live with this virus swirling around us, how to take the necessary precautions to keep themselves safe, uh, I think is a failure of the governments that represent them. It is something that I have been battling with our mayor to try to address, you know, and I don't think that our mayor or our governor, or even in many other places, governors throughout the nation have ever have truly taken this as something that we have to learn to live with so that we can start opening up our economy once what, again. What, what could they be doing? Again, for those around the country, obviously Chicago has a Democratic mayor, uh, Lori Lightfoot. We have a Democratic governor, J.B. Pritzker. And again, for those listening around the country, in the early days of COVID, they had daily press conferences. I mean, literally, they go on for, for months. We had daily press conferences. And again, there was the both uh, the mayor and the governor decided they, they thought there would be wisdom in getting into a, a pissing match with the president of the United States which doesn't seem to be a good idea, but they did that. Uh, What lessons could and should they have been uh, communicating, Ray? Well, I think all the lessons that we needed to learn, uh, Chicago locally as well as nationally, is how are we able to, one, continue with life while still taking safety precautions? Do we need to have better education with regards to masks, with regards to how to open up your businesses, how to run life without just having to shelter in place and shut everything down every two or three months because Mm -hmm. of a spike. You know, other nations have learned how to deal with pandemics and viruses and things of that nature without destroying their economies, without shutting down their societies. And we have never learned that. And we still haven't learned that. And if we have to continue with that kind of up and down, irrational, reactionary policy, we're never going to be able to get beyond COVID. And I think the other that, problem is that, that yes, but that appears to be the, they are that more appears to be the that appears to be the Biden plan, though, right? Point. The Biden plan is, uh, you know, we've got to we've got to shut things down again. Well, as you know, Bruce, on your show several months ago, I said that the president should have shut things down completely. Yes, you did. Close the borders, and I and I think uh, even your eyebrows were raised when I said that. Yeah. Um, but I think that's what we should have done. We should have been able to contain this very in the very beginning by shutting down our country, shutting down everything to allow the virus to run its course so that we can then open again and, and then be able to start picking up the pieces. But we never did that. And now many, many individuals, particularly some of my Democratic mayors and colleagues throughout this country, are just planning for bailouts after November's election, assuming Trump loses, to try and get themselves back on track. We need more than bailouts. We need policies that show our residents, show our city, show our leadership on how we're able to move forward and address these issues so that we're not in this roller coaster of uh, pandemic policy. We got to pause. I'm Bruce Dumont. Back shortly. Opinions are everywhere when you watch the news. But what about your opinion? Why can't you just get the facts to decide for yourself? News Nation is on every night at 7 p.m. on WGN America, a nightly newscast in primetime that doesn't tell you what to think. Seven nights a week, News Nation will deliver you news, not talk. Facts, not opinions. Find your local channel by going to WGNAmerica.com. It's your news, your nation. Hope you enjoyed your meal. And I just want to say, he's lucky to have a brother like you. Lucky? Caring for my brother is far from easy. But he's a part of me, like my arms and legs, so I'll be his. No time for tired. Nothing can disable this love. He needs me, but I'm the lucky one, even though I need help now and then. If you're caring for a loved one, visit aarp.org caregiving for care guides and community. 
Support for your strength. Brought to you by AARP and the Ad Council. Hey guys, it's Clyde. Listen, I want to talk to you very frankly about the increasing civil unrest we're seeing these days. You know, you can't turn on the news without hearing about more riots, violence, looting, killings, lawlessness, and mayhem. We also have to be concerned about power outages, epidemics, and quarantines, along with natural disasters that break supply chains and cut off store access. Sadly, I think the worst is yet to come, and the crescendo will be quite painful. However, I want to focus your attention on what you can do to survive. Priority one, in times like these, you have to make sure that you have enough food to eat, if and when the system falls apart. If you know me, you know I fully endorse My Patriot Supply. They're the only source I personally use and trust to get through these tough times ahead. You should too. Right now, you can save $100 off a four-week emergency food supply of delicious, nutritious meals the whole family will love. Go to preparewithgroundzero.com. That's preparewithgroundzero.com to get your food kits today. The future is uncertain. And I urge you to prepare by going to preparewithgroundzero.com and get ready now. That's preparewithgroundzero.com. AncientLifeOil.com. That's AncientLifeOil.com. Are you stressed? I mean, who is it? Anxiety creeping in? No, not that. Is sleep hard to attain because your brain just won't slow down? We're living in crazy times, and the fear knob has been turned up. Okay, there's an answer. Take a big breath, exhale, and go log on to AncientLifeOil.com. CBD. Broad and full-spectrum, organic and non-GMO CBD for you to enjoy. Change your tune from fear to calm. From brain overload to clear thinking, 0.003 THC on full spectrum and 0% THC on broad spectrum. Competitive pricing with the best quality. Also know everything is going to get better. No worries. Be happy. CBD can help calm so your nerves don't think they're a six-string electric guitar. Enjoy life, smile, and log on to ancientlifeoil.com for great CBD. That's ancientlifeoil.com. You'll be glad you did. It's JT and Leanne. Join us for Married with Microphones. Special guests, hot news topics, and our hilarious relationship report card. Saturdays, 6 p.m. on WCGO. Bruce Dumont back. Thanks very much for joining us tonight. 1-800-723-8289 is the phone number. We'll go to a call in just a moment, but uh, I want each of our guests on the line to uh, tell us a little bit about who they are. And we begin with Josh Cantrell. Give us... Uh, Give us 20 seconds, Josh. So in my um, day life, I am a cybersecurity and privacy and technology attorney, represent uh, many uh, uh, small, mid-sized and large companies. Uh, and uh, I'm a political junkie. A, uh, I've got an active Facebook blog uh, with uh, several hundred thousand followers and um, frequently appear on this show and write in American Thinker and other publications. And also we should mention that because he's a regular on this program, his essays, his blogs frequently show up also on Beyond the Beltway fan page. If you are not yet a member of the Beyond the Beltway fan page, just send a note, say you want to be a friend there, we'll add you. And uh, anyone who's a guest on this program, if they want things to have things to say, uh, we let them uh, offer their assessments uh, at that particular point to our audience. And uh, Ray Lopez, uh, you've become uh, somewhat of a fixture around here this year. So uh, tell us a little bit about who you are for those that may not know. Uh, again, Bruce, Alderman Raymond Lopez. I'm a member of Chicago City Council, uh, 15th Ward. It's like our district representing some of the historic neighborhoods of Bank of the Yards, Brighton Park, Gage Park, West Englewood. Uh, I've been elected five different times, either as Alderman or as uh 
Democratic committee man, which is like the, the ward boss, if you will, mm-hmm. um, representing all kinds of ethnic uh, demographics on the southwest side of the city of Chicago. And you are the most outspoken or one of the most outspoken critics of Mayor Lori Lightfoot. You don't think she's doing a great job. I just like keeping it honest. I think uh, democracy and government work better when you tell the truth. And sometimes people don't like hearing the truth, even when it's in your own party. But too bad. Anthony Anderson, uh, give us 15 seconds on who you are for those that missed the first hour. Yes, I am a uh, U.S. Marine Corps veteran, uh, Operation Desert Storm, Desert Shield. I uh, was employed with the Illinois Department of Corrections slash Juvenile Justice for 27 plus years. And I'm a Republican, proud Republican for the past 30 years plus. One of the issues, Ray, that uh, came up uh, the other uh, week is the issue of uh, whether or not children who are in cages are in cages because of the Trump administration or because of the Biden-Obama administration. And the other issue, this was a story brought up by the ACLU, which received quite a bit of coverage, and that is there's allegedly 585 children that have yet to be returned uh, to their parents. Is that a real story in in your opinion, or is there a second side to it that we we might not know? Well, I think it's absolutely a real story. I think we we have seen and witnessed uh, the families that are separated. We've seen and heard of the stories where women were forced into having vasectomies and things of that nature before being sent back. You know, this is something that is real, the separation of families. Uh, But once again, it goes back to what I said earlier about the horrible immigration laws and policies of this country where we have not been able to address how you can come here legally, how you can come here and become have a pathway to citizenship without breaking the law. And I don't think that Trump deserves 100% of the blame for those policies. We cannot forget that Ob- President Obama was the deporter in chief when he was around, uh, deporting the most amount of uh, individuals I think two and a half million people were kicked out of this country under Obama's watch, as opposed to, I I don't even know, I think less than two million under Mm -hmm. President Trump's watch. Um, So I think we have to keep that in mind that, you know, if you want to address the issue when it comes to immigration, if you want these headlines to change and not have them come up again, you need to come up with sound, reasonable, actionable policies at the national level that, now, Joe, that now, frankly, neither party has come up with. Now, Joe Biden said the other night, he said, well, you know, that was, uh, I was the vice president there. Now, if I'm the president, I can, I can make some of these changes and provide yeah. uh, access uh, to, or a path to, 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 uh, to uh, citizenship. Bruce, if I could just yeah. say, yes, I, I do. to me, that is pandering. That is just pure pandering. There's a lot of things. That, and I appreciate the fact that Alderman Lopez comes on here and he's, honest and he criticizes uh, his own party because he's right. Obama was the deporter in chief. And in some respects, both Obama and Trump are the cleanup crew on a problem that has existed for way too long. The failure of both parties to come together with bipartisan immigration legislation to fix the problem. Obama did it one way, Trump's doing it another way. But I don't think that you can blame either man totally i mean they are trying to deal with a problem and this problem has existed for a long long time and ultimately it's got to be congress passing legislation because right now you have all these court rulings that are 
all over the place. But if you have, Josh, if you have, if you have a Joe Biden as president and you have a Democrat U.S. Senate, which which is entirely possible, uh, it would seem to me that if you're whether you're a dreamer or whether you want a pathway to citizenship, there's there, it's going to happen. I mean, the the, well, the, politi- the political the political banners. I mean, no, they, they've been blocked. Bruce, I don't think so because we've already seen that. We've already seen that playbook. We've seen that when the Democrats were in control of Congress and they had a Democratic president under President Obama. And the only thing that we got out of it was uh, Obamacare. Immigration was left off the table, as my former mayor famously said, that is, you don't don't touch. It's a third rail issue. Rahm Emanuel, as chief of staff, said, don't touch it. It's third rail. Focus on health care. Don't you don't you think that don't you think that Joe Biden raised the. uh, Raised the stakes a little bit the other night, though, Ray, when he said, no, uh, you know, I'm, I'm going to be the president now. And, and uh, uh, you know, is he going to be able to wiggle off the hook again? I, I don't think so, because, you know what, to be perfectly honest, if you're going to play the role that it was me and Obama doing everything. Yeah. And then when you get called on the carpet for something that yeah. didn't go right, all of a sudden, well, no, I was just second fiddle. You don't get to have it both ways. You have to choose. That, that is so well stated. What yeah. uh, Alderman Lopez, I agree with every word he said. The Democrats had complete control. In fact, they had a supermajority in the Senate for two of Obama's for his first two years of the Obama Biden administration. They did nothing. Bruce, I was in Arizona last week, five days on business. I know. And I met with a lot of people there. um, And I, I talked with a lot of people in the Latino community and other communities. It is incredible to me, how many people in the Latino community there want our immigration laws enforced and that they are behind Trump. It was also striking to me how many um, sort of uh, white, uh, moderate independents, the suburban mom types, are totally with Biden. So I think that this whole ethnic um, coalitions are going to be really interesting to see what the exit polls show after the election. I think Trump's going to do better with the Latino vote than uh, a lot of people think. Let's go to Dave in Spokane, Washington. Go ahead, Dave. You're on the air. Hey, just a couple quick things. I've been consistently frustrated that uh, the administration, the current one with Trump, has not gotten near the credit that they should have for all the Mideast deals that have gone on in the last few weeks or, you know, a few months. Uh, I mean, we're talking deals that people have wanted for decades and decades and decades, and all of a sudden these deals get done, and not a not a whiff of it on any of the mainstream uh, media stations. Uh, and I, I think this president, I, I'm 50 years old, and in my lifetime he's done the most for the black community that I've seen of anybody. Uh, and then the other thing I wanted to mention is on tax rates, they keep on that talk like, oh, the tax cuts were only for the rich. And it's because they skew the numbers and they talk about who got the most dollar-wise. But if you just do basic math on the percentages, the lowest tax bracket, like 15% tax bracket went to 12, that's a 20% reduction in your tax bracket. The highest tax bracket only went from 39.6 to 37. That's 6.5% compared to 20. The lowest tax bracket's got the biggest breaks. And I'm sick of them skewing the numbers just because the most dollars went to the high end. That's because they make more. That's why there's higher dollars there. You got to look at the percentages to make it apples to apples. Josh, your comment. Well, I mean, you nailed it. The caller nailed it on the uh, foreign policy in the Middle East. It is incredibly frustrating to me. These are like back page news. The fact that Israel has 
peace treaties over the last six weeks with three Arab countries. And that's two more than they've had in all of their history. Um, it's only Egypt and Jordan before that. So, I mean, I share that frustration. And also with the, uh, the presidents, uh, as, as uh, Anthony pointed out, the fact that he's kept us out of war. Also, the, we have a caller as well, an uh, emailer, wanting to know what, what exactly the president did for the black community. Well, I'll just say one thing. Uh, historical black colleges and universities, for instance, that's one thing Obama could have did in terms of funding that he didn't do. You know, every year, if, I don't know for most people out there, most callers don't notice, but every year the historical black colleges and universities had to go to the president for funding. Well, the president did the one thing that most presidents never had done. They gave them more money than what they've requested, one. Two, they gave, he gave that for a period of 10 years. So they don't, the, the colleges and universities don't have to come back to the president every year to request money for and funding for their colleges. And so that's one thing. Two, the president and the attorney general has clearly stated that the, the, the one thing that most blacks need to focus on nowadays is education. Education is the civil rights issue of our time. A.G. Barr said this. He said that the the the, the one system that he says that, uh, you know, racial injustice still uh, uh, it is in this country is in our education system. More blacks are being kept out, sh- uh, shut out in our education systems. If we can get that under control, then we can move this country ahead. And then and only then will we move ahead as a country. Okay, we've got to pause. 1-800-723-8029. One more segment coming up tonight on Beyond the Beltway. And when we come back, we're going to ask each of our guests to look into the crystal ball and make a prediction for Election Day. Back shortly. You should form your own opinions when you're presented facts without bias. That's what we call news. Every night at 7 p.m. on WGN America, news has a new primetime home. News Nation. Without all the talk and without an opinion so you can make yours. It's not how it used to be. It's how it should be. News Nation. Seven nights a week on WGN America. Find your local channel by going to WGNAmerica.com. Because it's your news, your nation. Who said that? Me, down here. Ugh, what are you, a yellow booger? I'm a banana slug, Steven. What are you doing in my room? I'm your sense of adventure. It's been a long time since we've had an adventure in the forest. Mom took me to the forest last year. I'm a slug, Steven. It took me a long time to get here. You're right. I should get out. Yeah, the forest is not that far away. Hey, Mom! Come to the forest where the more adventurous you lives. Check out discovertheforest.org for cool places nearby. Brought to you by the U.S. Forest Service and the Ad Council. Fever is a leading symptom of the coronavirus, so take your temperature twice a day with the Exergen Temporal Scanner. It's quick and easy to use, and its accuracy is backed by more than 80 clinical studies. Have your family start and end their day with the only home thermometer used and recommended by hospitals, doctors, and nurses. Your family can take their temperatures in seconds to know where they stand in the fight against COVID-19. Protect your family from the spread of this deadly disease and stay safe with Exergen. 
Lowe's has a brand new flooring showroom filled with all types of floors. Scratch-resistant floors for toddlers and their toys. Easy-to-clean carpets for canines. Stain-resistant floors for scrumptious suppers. Even floors for yogis finding out how flexible they are. There's floors for all. And they're all at Lowe's. Book now and have yours installed by the holidays. Install available in-store only. Holiday install applies to basic install and subject-to-date restrictions, installer, and product availability. See Lowe's.com for details and licensing. Contiguous U.S. only. Thinking of trying a plant-based diet? Finding yourself a tad veg curious? Then join me, Elizabeth Alfano, for Plant-Based Life and Style. Plant-based doctors, celebs, CEOs, and athletes join me to dish on food, health tips, recipes, style, news, and more. So tune in every week with me, Elizabeth Alfano, to rock your plant-based life and style. Sundays starting at 3 o'clock Central, only on Smart Talk. Friedman Place, a place for hope, learning, family, a place for living, art, caring. Friedman Place, a 501c3 community for adults who are blind or visually impaired. Won't you consider supporting our mission by volunteering or with a charitable contribution? Friedman Place, friedmanplace.org or call 773-989-9800. Hey, it's JT and Leanne. Join us for the Heart and Home Radio Show. Brought to you by Exit Realty. Sundays at 11 on Smart Talk. WCGO, AM and FM. Bruce Dumont back. Thanks very much for joining us. This is our last uh, segment this evening. And uh, I'm going to spend some time now talking about uh, politics. I'm going to start with you, uh, Josh. Uh, you said you have been traveling around the countries and uh, country with uh, uh, with your son. In many cases, you've shown some some great uh, uh, vacation spots uh, to your Facebook friends. Uh, look into your crystal ball again. We're going to keep we're going to keep a record of this. So don't just uh, puff it because you're a Republican. But uh, what do you think the final result will be? Who will be the new president, or will there be a new president? And uh, what will happen in the U.S. Senate? Well, I'm, I'm very bad at predictions, but I, I would say this, Bruce, that if the uh, results were counted and tallied today, I think that, um, unfortunately, from my view, that Biden would win. But we have uh, nine days to go, and I'm hopeful that, uh, that the president can uh, continue to narrow the gap, as we're seeing in, in a number of the state polls that are important. State as far as the Senate, Senate goes, yeah. I, I see the Democrats taking the Senate. Okay, and uh, Ray uh, Lopez, go ahead. You know, I've seen now two elections in my lifetime where popular vote didn't guarantee the winner. Um, so I, I think that while all polls seem to be leading and uh, trending towards Biden, I think that there's still a real chance that Trump may pull this off um, just because of the electoral college advantage that he has in a number of these states where uh Team Biden and, quite frankly, the Democratic Party has never tried to run uh, successful field operations to win these states over because they are too small or too insignificant in terms of the, the grand number of things. What I do find interesting is, as someone who's been elected before, uh, using early votes and uh, a mail-in ballots plenty of times is that, you know, we're almost at 60 million people who have voted early at this point. Um, and that's basically all of everybody who voted for Donald Trump, to put it in perspective for my fellow mm -hmm. panelists here, sure. last election alone. So 
the fact that we have this many people who've already voted makes me wonder what the uh, election day surprise is going to be, if there is any. Because right now we're seeing that for states that track um, the party affiliation for, for general elections, you know, right now Democrats are beating Republicans two to one when it comes to early voting. But again, those aren't necessarily states that matter for the Electoral College right. consideration or in those areas. So I think, you know, while everyone's assuming it's going to go one way, I think we may still have, there, there's still a real possibility that Trump may be able by probably the most contentious election and ch court challenge in history to pull it off um, simply because the Electoral College will bend in his favor. Anthony Anderson, you, you have already voted. Yes. I've already yes. voted. So yes. go ahead. Yes. Uh, I, as always, I do believe the president of the United States, President Donald Trump, will continue to preserve, protect and defend the Constitution of the United States of America against all enemies, foreign and domestic. And he will do that with the help of the black community. Black men will show up and show out for this president. Trust me on this. And, and black progressives are not going to show up for Biden or Harris. It's not going to happen. The election is over. U.S. Senate. Who controls the Senate? U.S. Senate. Uh, Republican slim majority. slim majority. Slim, slim majority. By the way, if you are correct, the the biggest story could be if if Donald Trump wins, and as you uh, as you say, uh, the black turnout is significantly higher than projected. Uh, this could this could be the first time in U.S. history that I think that that uh, a, a winning Republican candidate. Uh, would be able to thank the black community for putting him over the top. Absolutely. And, but the, the, the thing is this, uh, Bruce, Donald Trump has done everything in America to earn the black vote. He's not just talking about it. He's went out there and actively tried to earn the black vote. Never before have I seen so mm. much in social media, so much on network television, so much on, on regular television, how there has been... Uh, an outpouring of support by black people for a Republican president. It has not happened in the 30 years that I've been a Republican. So that, that that's why I say what I say. I have never seen this much support for a, a Republican president like Donald Trump, period. Okay. A Anthony, could I ask you how much the crime bill uh, reforms uh, that. You know, uh, coming from, uh, I have a, a background in corrections, and I've seen, I've seen what, you know, the crime has done to the black community. I've seen what it's done. It's, it has it absolutely eviscerated the black family. And so when it comes to the black community and Trump trying to do some reforms within the, the criminal justice system, the first step act was just that. It was the first step in the right direction, and it could have been done, no, it, it could have been done under Barack Obama, but it wasn't. The first black president didn't do it. It took a white Republican president to get, uh, you know, the, the, the ball moving for uh, political for reform in the criminal justice system. And Donald Trump should be applauded for that. He should be seen as a person who unites families rather than divide. Should 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 Joe Biden, however, be criticized for 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 passing that bill because well, it, because at the time republicans democrats liberals conservatives the black caucus everybody was for it they wanted everybody to get tough on crime it, so and now he's backing away from it but really should he be backing away from well it? i don't know if he should be backing away from it per se but you know at the time most black people said we have to do something about this crime in yes, our community absolutely and, and and all the black politicians were culpable in, in, in regards to that 1994 crime bill. Yeah. But but the, the fact of the matter is, Joe Biden was knee-deep 
uh, with a lot of racist Democrats, and that's what rubs uh, black Democrats the wrong way in terms of their support for Biden and Harris. And, it, and Kamala's Harris, Kamala Harris's record on uh, as a, an attorney general out in California doesn't help the matter. Okay. By the way, I just uh, I want to agree a little bit with what Ray had to say. I'm not going to make my prediction tonight, but I do believe that when you talk about uh, a 10 percent lead in the in the national polls. A lot of those votes are coming from California and New York and and, and Illinois, uh, and not necessarily from states that are going to count on election night. So uh, I, I expect a much closer race within the states, the states that count, meaning the Electoral College states. And again, I'm not going to make my prediction tonight. I, I did four years ago, by the way, for our new listeners, I did predict that Donald Trump was going to be elected president of the United States. Tune in next week, and I will let you know whether I think he will be re-elected President of the United States. Our thanks to our guests this evening. We appreciate very much all joining us. And again, our thanks to Randall Botchner and Colin McKnight for their assistance in the production of this program. I'm Bruce Dumont. Good night from Evanston, Illinois. What is hope? Hope to me was just that he would get to come home. I had no idea how hard it would be once he got back. I wish she'd stop drinking so much. She thinks it's helping, but it's not. I hope she sees that soon. I act like I don't care if he comes to my games. But I hope he does. I used to hope he'd find happiness again. Now I hope. Our marriage makes it. I hope Grandpa will get help. He thinks it's too late, but it's not. With everything that he's going through, I hope he sees a counselor. I just want my brother back. I hoped he'd get help. Stop hoping things would get better on their own. He told me to stop asking. I didn't. Then one day he asked for a ride. Hope is knowing there are other families just like yours that the veterans they love got help and recovered. Go to maketheconnection.net and turn hope into action. Matt always knew he wanted to be a doctor. That's why he makes the most of every day. To study before breakfast. To work hard. To do whatever was necessary to achieve his goal. He found an answer in the military. If you have a passion, a vision for your future in any field, todaysmilitary.com can be your path to a fulfilling career. You have a calling. We have an answer. Find your way at todaysmilitary.com. My name is Bobby. I'm a veteran and lost my leg to a roadside bomb. My victory was going from a wheelchair to becoming a weightlifting champion. I'm Sam. I'm a veteran. My victory was finding a career I can be proud of and supporting my family. America's veterans are on their most important tour, the tour of their lives. I'm a veteran. My victory was going from homeless to home. At DAV, we're on a mission to help veterans get the benefits they've earned. I'm a veteran, and my victory was finishing my education. DAV offers veterans of all generations a lifetime of support for victories great and small. My victory was proving that a disability is not a limitation. My victory was getting my service dog a new best friend. We help more than a million veterans every year as they face and conquer their challenges. My victory is being able to be there for my family. When America's veterans win, we all win. Help us support more victories for veterans. Go to DAV.org. Standing up for what's right. Helping out when things go wrong. 
seeking the truth and speaking our minds. Not just making records, but breaking them. Leading the way behind the camera, beyond the runway, and on the silver screen. Not just making our mark, but making a difference. Now that's a job for a Girl Scout. Girl Scouts, preparing girls for a life.